maybe not weird, but just like it's been a minute. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know, dude. I went to um, our old workplace. Oh, did you yesterday? And to try to get my West sisters Valley, the sticker house one. Okay, okay. And uh, I we went in there because my sister was trying to get her movie to Pierce. We ended up going to like six different places. When I walked in there, and I like they're not like, doing piercings anymore. No, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. And she's like, yeah, we haven't been doing them since like COVID. So like, mm-hmm. oh, they do like tarot and like palm reading and yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is like, I mean, that's interesting, but also like, the fuck. I thought that was like a huge like source of like income for them too. But I mean, honestly, it's mostly just the toys, right? I think they just had a really hard time main like. Retaining their, people. Uh, their people. Yeah. So no. like, I'm just gonna take all your shit and open up my own shop. Yeah. Which happened all the time. Well, and I follow like one of them. Yeah. And he's like, in, um, oh shoot, I always forget, <laughs> Colorado somewhere. Yeah. Um, and he's like got his own shop now, and I'm just like. I am, like, so, so happy for him. Like, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, that's what you should do. You, like, <laughs> learn all the good shit and have, like, training wheels. And then if you can open a shop, then fucking do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, like, so tempted to go in there because there are a couple of things on, like, my, I don't know, wish list, yeah. I guess, of, that I want to get. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Right? Because, you know, today we're talking about toxic work environments. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, this is, like, perfect. I was like, the day that I go back in there, or, like, the day before, I'm like, and then we're going to record one tomorrow. I'm like, this brings back so many memories. Right? Um, It's so funny because I have, like, something I want to say about that, too. Um, We'll get to it eventually. But, like, welcome, everybody. (laughs) We're here. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. um, today we're talking about toxic work environments. Yay. <laughs> Yay. But I guess I should say welcome to another episode of Self Love Saga. Yes. This is the podcast where we believe that everybody has a hot body. <laughs> Last yes. couple of weeks, I've had Trisha, and she's just been like trying to do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. See, you gotta keep the long tradition standing. (laughs) It's come out of a weird place and it's gonna stay in this weird place. I love it. I love the weird places. (laughs) Um, Yeah, toxic work environments. They are hard to avoid. Yeah, I was like, they're very easy to find. (laughs) So, a whole lot of bad people. A whole lot of bad people out there. And I think that, like, any environment could be a toxic yeah. work environment if you allow it to be. Right. Um, it's all about how you present yourself to others and what you choose to, what information about yourself you choose to share with the people yeah. around you. Yes. And what you choose to involve yourself with. Exactly. In, <laughs> in your work environment. Yes. Because I think that people, oh we gosh. spend so much time at work. Yeah. 
Oh my god. It's like half our lives. Yeah. I feel no, really though. is spent at work. Yeah. And you would like to think that the people around you are people that you can trust. Yeah. That are just like you and, and depend on. Yeah. <laughs> that are just yeah, exactly like you said, that are just like you. <laughs> they would never betray or hurt or unless you're one of those people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I feel if they're listening to us, then they're probably not. Then I would hope. Valid. Valid. <laughs> if you are. They're like, yeah. wait, how do I get into these people's lives? I have to get in their heads. They're like, terrible people listening to this podcast. <laughs> right? So I just kind of wanted yeah. to, like, talk about, like, red flags you would yeah. see um, and kind of, like, point out that it's a toxic work environment, which in the moment you don't know and you don't realize yeah. Because you spend half your time there. Yeah. And you're like, maybe there's just, like, a lot of gossip that goes on here. Like, right. when you're, like, new, like, you kind of don't really know yet in the, until, you know, like, you're, like, investing so much time there that you're like, now I feel exhausted. Like, not just, like, normal work exhausted, but, like, mentally and emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you work retail, then, like, customer service, then it's, like... <laughs> You're always gonna feel like mentally like my life. Yeah, I know. Like you're always gonna <laughs> gonna feel mentally and emotionally like exhausted because I feel like the general public is toxic. No, <laughs> no people just like get rewarded. People are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. We're really happy today. No. no, but like just people like get rewarded for like fighting with people on the phone at least. So it's like we've kind of trained people that if you're a dick, you can just, like, get whatever, get whatever you want, you eventually. Want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and not only that, but we're in a world, too, where technology is everywhere and anywhere. So yeah. people are afraid that maybe um, if they start filming me, I'm going to get devalued or defaced on yeah. online. Well, and so I better just do what this person filming me wants. Yep. So I don't get that. Um, smeared all over the internet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, and the internet has ruined people's lives. Yeah. So, yeah. it's very possible. Yep. And I think Some that, people deserve it, though. No. <laughs> I would hope that the older people get, the more knowledge and wisdom they gain about this, mm-hmm. but some people get older and they just get better at it. Yeah. <laughs> this is valid. Because also, like, old people are like, um, I have not, I don't have very much longer to live, and so whatever I fucking do doesn't matter. Right. So, <laughs> freeballing it, my dudes. So, yeah. thinking back over your personal work history, yes. your resume, <laughs> um, where would you say the most toxic place you ever worked at was? Oh my gosh. The most toxic would have to be <laughs> the uh, sex shop, <laughs> straight up. And I feel bad because I got I'm you like, that uh, job there, but you know what? <laughs> My answer yeah. is the exact same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, As it was in, fun for a while. Yeah. And you think it's all fine and dandy and like, oh, maybe there's just a lot of gossip, like kind of what I was thinking before, but it's like, wait a second. Well, Actually, people were talking so, smack because it's valid. It's so fun and it's so exciting because of the environment that yeah. you're in that it's kind of like an illusion and you don't even really see it mm-hmm. until you're out of that and you're like, environment. Yeah. See, I was like realizing reality while I was in that environment and that's why like after I had quit that like how many people had quit right after me? It was like six so people. Many. It was like that so whole many. store. Like the only person that ended up staying 
was, was the manager. Was the manager. Yeah. And I feel so Somebody bad for her, too. No, 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 don't. Oh, wait, no. It oh, was a different manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, yeah. That yeah. I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because when the first I got, I was like... Like the owner? Other. Yeah. The, well, the owner people. No, are you talking about... Um, order? Um, no, I mean, they're, like, part of the whole problem. <laughs> I'm like, those two people, no. But it was a... Uh, what the, starts with the M. Well, was it an M or a K? No, it was a K. Um, okay. Do you, I like. Do you remember? I because I know that there was like, like a transition of like store managers during the time that you yeah. left. Oh, they, I, she wasn't they, a manager. She was just like one of like oh, assist, okay, like store gotcha. runner, whatever, like upper people. Uh, she was like one of the actual workers, like associates. Yeah, basically. Okay. But like higher up, she would like do money and like all that stuff and do clothing and okay, all the things you would do as a manager right i want to call them supervisors because like the managers to me are like the owners and like the people who like go to each different store kind of technically mm -hmm. and then like supervisors are like the ones that they like put in charge of the stores i don't know yeah their whole like <laughs> hierarchy hierarchy is so weird yeah, and so is. fucked up like i so to talk about it, it is a very, like, small-owned business. Yes. Only four stores. It's ran by a divorced couple and their daughter. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and they made all of the decisions, all of the choices. Yeah. I was there. My role, my title was a store manager. Yeah. But honestly... I really wasn't a store manager. No. I did not get to interview or hire my employees. Nope. Or <laughs> Which is so weird. Yeah. All I did was I counted the money, made the deposits, and trained. Yep. And uh, outside of that, I really didn't have any choice or decision making in yeah. my store or how I ran it. Which I feel like it would have been so much better if they would have let, like, someone like you who's like, you know, going to do good for the business mm -hmm. and is, like, passionate about it and, like, you can see that and, like, the effort and time you put into the store, like, I would be like, okay, what are your actual, like, values for the store? Like, what do you want to see happen? Like, what right. are your future, like, on look, or, you know, anything to, like, progress the store, but mm -hmm. it was so micromanaged that oh, yeah. there was no progression. It was, like, stuck in, like, what they want their mindset yeah. and they can't see outside of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, so they they micromanaged down to the point of their store had to be completely flawless, mm -hmm. like 110% clean, yeah. to the point where you had to um, perfectly, um, <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> saying it feels ridiculous. Saying it does feel ridiculous, <laughs> but you had to like... Um, Perfectly space out the hangers on every single bar. Oh, yeah. In oh my God. every single fixture of the store. Like, that's how perfect <laughs> and flawless it had to be. Yeah. Nope, yeah. We literally would, like, spit shine, like, those yeah. fucking Yeah, you would have racks. to get on your hands and knees and, like, clean and dust and, like, perfectly space every single All thing. Like, and I'm perfectly fine. Have a yeah. clean store. No, that's, that's great. That's great. Great cleanliness. 
but, but also it was they insane. were so concerned about the their image and what they presented to their customers that it had to be flawless. Yes. Well, also part of not even just like that, but they like were so obsessed that if people didn't look busy, and that's like part of like spacing the hangers out. It's like then you're not like worthy of being here because yeah. you're not always working for us every minute, every minute that you're here yeah. on the clock. Like there's like no rest time. Mm-hmm. You can like sit down and like if there's no one in the store for four hours, you can't like sit down and like unless it's your break. Yeah. It's like damn. Yeah. That's a so bit ridiculous. We worked at different locations. Yes. Yeah. You worked at one, a Salt lot, Lake. The one that was a lot smaller. Yeah. The the traffic was probably a lot slower. Oh, yeah. I worked at like their flagship the store. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. So I was in contact with the owners every single day. Yeah, and they were mostly at your store, right? Oh, yeah. Because that was their like, oh, yeah. baby. It was. I was under like so much scrutiny mm-hmm. and I was asked like so many questions. I had to be on like my A game every single day I was there and I had to have an answer for every single yeah. thing. But like like I said, it was owned by a divorced couple yeah. who were never in the store at the exact same time. Right. So because they didn't like to communicate with each other. Yeah. So one would come in and ask me a bunch of questions and want one thing, and, and then the other would come in at a different time. Could have been even the same day, even. Yeah, no, yeah. And say that they wanted something completely different and opposite, and I'm stuck like, in the middle trying to make job. this choice, yeah. knowing I'm your who I'm counselor. going to disappoint more, yeah. like having to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. I know, right? What the hell? Yeah. So, I mean, I loved that industry. Like, it was so exciting. I would have stories for days. And I think that's why I stayed with that company for so long, is because I enjoyed the actual job and industry more than the people that I worked for. Exactly. No, and I think that's what's led us kind of, like, doing this podcast even is, like, our passion for, like health, sex, and wellness, like, yeah. our whole well-rounded, like, we want to, you know, bring this to other people's lives, and I think it, like, stemmed a little bit from having that job, because mm-hmm. we're like, oh my god, like, people don't have this information, and people should have this information, Right, well, it's I really mean, helpful. Growing up in a place, and in a religion and a community where that information was just, like, complete with, completely withheld, yep. I didn't even Tapping know that that was, book. like, an option, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm like, we communicate about these things? <laughs> we talk about this shit? Like, this is real life? I don't know fucking agree with you. Right? <laughs> okay. So I'm like, it was liberating, and yeah. I feel like it was so awesome to yeah. be in a position where well, I had really, that liberation yeah. and that freedom. Yeah, you really felt like you helped people. Like, yeah. you really do. And you really, like, help teach people. Like, it's, it's just... It's so taboo in the state we live in. And so when you can, like, make a connection with someone who also has, like, that same, like, maybe not even exactly the same background, but you're living in the same state, so you're going through similar uh-huh. situations. And so when you can help that person then kind of, like, see the light and, like, get, like, more out of their life that they're searching for, you're like, oh, my God, I've probably changed that person for the rest of their life. Like, mm-hmm. that is so fucking rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> I love people. Right? Yeah. Right? And... 
anyway, so I eventually left the company. I thought that I was going to go to, like, school for something, yeah. but it didn't pan out. Uh, and so I got a job back into retail yep. a couple of years later. Yeah. And in the same city... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like I legitimately just work right down the street from that old, from that store, mm -hmm. and one day, the their daughter oh, yeah. came into our store. Oh shit! And I rang her up at the register. Did she say anything? She, yeah, we had like a oh. conversation, <laughs> like, but it was just like so weird. Yeah. At like, I can't believe that like I worked for you at one yeah. point. You know what I mean? And it kind of just, like, brought me back into that place of, like... That was terrible. I was so anxious and nervous to be around her. Yeah. Like, I don't didn't realize that, like... It was so bad. Yeah. It was crazy. It's like draining the fucking life out of you. <laughs> like, I'm not even the same person that Not I was. even the same person. Yeah. Exactly. And I can't even believe that, like, I left at one point and I wanted to go back again. Because, and I think the reason why is because I, like I said, I loved the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's really the only company in the area that is, like, knowledgeable enough to work for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? It's true. So, yeah. And it's really sad that, like, I've lost that part of myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to like be a part of that world anymore right. just because of the people that were in it yeah no really there's so much potential for like so much goodness it's and made me kind of like want and think they take to, it like, for granted if only i could like create my own thing yeah no i literally like when i first quit i like texted all of the girls that i worked with like we had a group chat i think i still have it but we like we don't really talk to each other which is kind of sad but i was like okay we're opening up our own store, like, this is gonna be, like, our aim, we're gonna have, like, even, like, maybe even a little cafe, so it's got, like, a, like, a huge storefront where it has, like, a cafe part, but then you can get, like, all of your stuff you need, right, <laughs> and have the education, and, like, set up, like, almost like, like a library, or, like, yeah. yeah, like a school front, almost, where it's, like, this is informational, this is for, like, people who really want to change your life and like we have so much to provide and then mm -hmm. like have a place where you could like sit and eat a snack and like learn and you know what? And <laughs> I feel like all of the like employees that worked there minus the handful of raw apples yeah that's what we wanted yep yeah <laughs> no really though and that's why people would like stay for as long as they did or at least some of them yeah there was a lot of turnover but there was and because because the they're on apples. And well, and I think it's because also because they had the people that were hiring were doing all the hiring for all the stores. Yeah. Not the store managers. Exactly. Who aren't even technically store managers. Like Right. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I didn't get a choice in the people that worked for me. So I yeah. didn't get a choice of like, yeah, this person is you know, maybe they don't have a lot of customer service experience, but they have, like, really high energy, and they're really moldable, and yeah. they have a very nice, calming, welcoming personality. Yeah. Instead of the hiring manager who is an alcoholic addict hiring other alcoholic addicts. They're like, oh my god, I know you, we I bought drugs off of you, you want a job? Right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, this directly affects your entire company. Like, right. 
But they don't care because no. they've already made millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking puts money in their pockets. And then yeah. they don't also pay their employees nearly enough money to, like, want to even stay there yeah. either. Yeah. Like, you literally are just, like, suffering through the time that you're there. And then you have to, like, fight almost to get the commission to be able to even get a decent paycheck. And, like, not even that is, like, a very decent paycheck. See, and I didn't even get the option of getting commission. I was just paid salary. So some people got paid even more than you. Yeah, some of my associates got paid more than me because they got commission. Mm -hmm. And I was paid salary. So Mm -hmm. after I hit my 40 hours, I was then working for free. Yeah. And I was working a lot. A lot of free hours. A lot of free hours. Because who do they call and call fall back on when somebody doesn't come in for a shift? Yeah. The person that they don't have to pay more. Exactly. <laughs> That's so fucked. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> very toxic. <laughs> I could oh. rant for hours. Anyway, it was so funny because it what it like brought up is like next week we're going to be talking about the um how to build a sex room yes oh and gosh, so i've like already binged the entire series oh, i loved it so much <laughs> but it like just like took me back to that place of like it made me like so giddy and happy to like yeah. watch those episodes and like see her present like these toys and this equipment and i'm just like oh my god this I is what i wanted to do world yeah. so much yeah and I'm like, I can't, I hate that, like, my remembering of that mm-hmm. just brought me back to a place of when I worked Anxiety. for such awful people. Yeah. It was going to make me cry. No, it because is so sad. It is so sad because, like, I mean, I love my job now. Yeah. And I work in a very nice, clean store. Store that is... I mean, it still has drama, yeah. but, like, I work for the correct people who are going to take care of it. Yeah. I'm not the store manager anymore, which is nice because I don't have to deal with those choices and that drama because oh, I'm yeah. still in, like, PTSD phase. Yeah. No, really? <laughs> like, no. working there at that company was the last time that I ever was, like, store manager. Yeah. I dropped down to, like... A lowly <laughs> associate job for another yeah. company and then I was like okay I think it's time for me to get back into management because I enjoy that yeah. but I'm still like I don't want to be the number one no because that's just way too much responsibility yeah. for me <laughs> and you're like also that relationship that I had the only time that I've ever done that was fucking horrible yeah so <laughs> yeah let's not repeat history um Anyway. There's some healing to do right there. There's still some healing. Yeah. And it, it's funny because, like I said, when, we, when I watched that show, I kind of was talking to Joe about it and, like, talking about, like, my experiences mm-hmm. and, like, how much I loved it, but how much I hated it at the same time. Yeah. And, like, this, this is how, this is how bad it was, and I think it, once I hit this experience and this point was when I decided I wanted to leave. Yeah. I was going through a really hard day. My boyfriend at the time just broke up with me that via same text. day via text. <laughs> you remember that day? Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, fucking bastard. <laughs> and what the fuck? somebody called out, and I had to go to work. You're fucking serious. And work through a shift 
right after this happens to me, like, personally, on my day off. Like, yeah. I wasn't supposed to work that no. day. No. Yeah. I still had to go in. Like, it's like being on call all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah. And not getting paid for the hours that they can call you to come in. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I think at that moment and, like, that experience really um, made me decide to leave. And after they um, fired the one decent person who worked there yeah. in their hierarchy, yeah. <laughs> um, was let go. Yeah. That was kind of like the nail in the like, coffin oh, for shit. me. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, this place is going to go to fucking ruins. Right. Yeah. Well, and I had somebody there who I thought was, you know, my best friend. We yeah. hung out outside of work. We went and got drinks after work. We, you know, kind of vented about the craziness of our job. Yes. It was somebody that I felt like I could bond with. And like process. Who I found out later on turned around and talked to the owner about everything about that everything saying. that we were talking about. Except it was me. Your side. Yeah, not hers. Not hers. <laughs> and I lost who I thought was my best friend. Yeah. Who I shared things with that I had never shared with before. Yeah. And now she has that information. Yeah. And I'm like, thank goodness that we're not in our each other's lives yeah. anymore because she could me. easily just like slip this information to other people. Yeah. And not that I'm like massively ashamed about it but it's not something that I like to share you know yeah, you're like that's why I, someone I thought I trusted yeah. who I was sharing that with yeah exactly and which now like puts me in a place where now every other relationship that I'm with I it's a good thing but like, I have like, that apprehension actually? and that mistrust yeah are you actually gonna be my like confidant yeah where you're not going to turn like, around and I thought we were on the back. same side. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you've been saying, no, too. No, she just wanted to climb the ladder of yes. the hierarchy. Yeah, no. Mm. Which, she's done. Yeah, so she got what she wanted. Fucking good for her, being a bitch. <laughs> that's, like, so horrible. Anyway, now that we've, like, been venting for, like, almost a half hour about this job. <laughs> but it's valid though it's very valid it's all and I think it's toxic like, work environment red flags it is like if you feel like you're just like you said before if you notice that you're starting to become very like emotionally drained at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> even after like a five hour shift that shouldn't happen yeah and then the, it's like affecting your relationship even like mm -hmm. that shouldn't be happening like work so they say <laughs> they say that thing where it's like, when you come into work, you don't let your, like, outside life, like... <laughs> don't let your personal yeah. life affect your work life. Yeah. And then, like, it should be also then vice versa if that's their standard Don't let your you. work life affect your personal yeah, life. But they exactly. don't care about that no, they, part. They're, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. But if you find, like, if they're asking that from you, but it's not doing that for you in return, then it's not... A good balance. It's not a good balance. Yeah. It's yes. not a good environment. And also, for you. them saying that too is a little bit invalidating because it's like, well, I bring me myself to work and I'm going through shit. Like, I'm still gonna like work hard and stuff, but you shouldn't tell me that I shouldn't have feelings. Basically, like, it's a little <laughs> bit horrible <laughs> because I am a human being. So that's right. cool. Yeah. So I think that was probably like the one of the very like 
biggest takeaways that I've gotten through like my experience in the workforce yeah <laughs> is that like my thoughts and my feelings are valid yes and if I don't work for somebody who thinks the exact same thing then they're not working for yeah they're not worth working for right, right. um and I've had to like put my foot down like with my new current job like I've not even been there a year and I've had to be like no I'm sorry we made this agreement when I first started that I was not going to be available this day. Yep. You said that that was okay when you hired me. So make it work. So make it work. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm all and like, yeah, fight for like, it. <laughs> and I love it now because like we've had like a massive turnover in management. We have new management in. Yeah. And it has like been so nice to be able to like. I don't want to say bond, but be able to, like, have those. It's like fresh eyes and ears. Yeah. Like, like, we, and it's like. New relationships. New relationships, but at the same time, like, they've worked for the company for a long time before. They know how the company works and runs. And they also are just good people. Yeah. I'm still very cautious. I don't share a lot about my personal life with, (laughs) with these people. Um, and even I've learned a lot of like keeping like myself completely separate from like sales associates, you yeah. know, yeah. um, because when I worked for that other company, we were kind of like friends oh, and mingled like mingled and not to say that that was bad, but it, I, you lose authority. Yeah. Well, it turns into high school at that point yeah. where you have the niche group and you know, no one else clicks or fits into that click, and then it's so isolating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it oh, it's just like that's another toxic red flag. Well, and like I went in because there were those clicks. I went in and was like, "Hey, let's bring everyone together." And I sacrificed myself to be able to bring those people together, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it just didn't work out that no. way. Yeah, because. You're giving everyone else things, but they're not. They're not reciprocating. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true friendship. We're like, oh, we care about you too. But it's what so nice mean? now because, like, now I can like peg down. I'm like, you're a manipulative person. Yeah. I know what information I can give you. Yeah. And what information I should not give or what you. What fake information I should give you to see how far it gets around. <laughs> you're like testing shit out. <laughs> Like, now that. this is fun. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, now I'm part of the problem. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So like nasty gossip. You're like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the things that I did to like kind of, I don't know. Break away. <laughs> break, I guess break away. I realized yeah, too. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, because like, I remember times where, like, work was, like, so hard for you, and you, like, were, like, fucking bawling and crying, like, I can't basically be these people's, like, fucking middleman, like, when you were talking about the managers who, <laughs> they would come in, even, like, on different hours and be like, oh, yeah, I want this, and the other one come in, and, oh, I want this, it's like, why am I why am I the person that's talking to both of you? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I remember us talking about that a couple of times, so I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's, that was, like, a big one for me that I was like, 
do you think like <laughs> do you have you ever thought but it's like I love this job I want to be here and I don't want to like be finding a different place because I'm passionate about like uh-huh. what we're teaching people <sighs> so it was like a huge sacrifice to like let go of the things that you were passionate about to you know kind of take care of yourself which that could be like a huge thing that's could like deter other people from their jobs that end up being toxic and they're just like so passionate about it but it's not returning to you the energy that you're putting into it right so I think I mean the first step to like anything is like being self-aware like okay where like what's the balance that I want to have and like am I getting that balance is there a way I can get it or is it somewhere where it's so established and everything runs so deep that I'm not going to be able to be like the one domino to like try to change everything. Yeah. yeah. And also that shouldn't be like necessarily your job. Yeah. That should be the domino on your shoulders, <laughs> to change for everything. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, like you said, it's a really hard balance to make. And I, I know that if I were there under the correct people, owners, I would have like blossomed there. Yeah. But because they had their people within the family (laughs) of the company that they only catered to those people. Right. And people that they came first. And this person's been here the longest, but so even though they are acting out and should be let go, no, we'll just move them somewhere else. You know? (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, I think a big problem of that store what, or, like, that company is, like, they were just, like, too close to the store. Like, they were just, like, too personally involved. And I think if they would have just, like, had, like, actual business people run the business of the store and made it, like, appropriate place to come to work, because, like, ultimately that's what it is. Like, yeah, you're passionate about it, but it's a job, you know, like... It needs to run like a job or a well-run business or should a company, run. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. like my grandfather's lemonade stand. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's not like a fucking freak show. Sometimes, like, <laughs> no, this is really like, happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, I watched a documentary. Yes. <laughs> um, talking about um Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. It's called White Hot. The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, And it talked a lot about the company, how they started, where they came from, what they did, and how they treated their employees and their workforce. Yeah. And how it ended up just kind of like dying. Yeah. Now, Abercrombie and Fitch is still alive. It's still, still out there. It's yeah. still a brand. It is under new like CEO and everything. There's a new CEO um and everything like that. They've tried really hard to rebrand and um make themselves a more inclusive brand, mm-hmm. but their whole deal, <laughs> their whole company and um brand essentially was based and focused on exclusion yep oh really (laughs) so if you don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch was very, very popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, they were in pretty much every single shopping mall in the world. Yep. <laughs> um, there was one at my mall that I frequented when I yep. was a teenager. They were very specific in their design of their store. Um, it was the windows on the mall front were completely boarded up. Yep. It was dark inside. It had loud music. And it had, like, um, it was like club their bars. scent, their specific um, cologne scent. Um, and there were half-naked guys standing outside yeah. the doors. Trying to get people to come trying inside. Trying to get people to come inside. It's like, literally a club. Yeah. Like, it was a club. Inside. It was a club vibe. inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, the clothing of us that they sold and catered to were very much, like... Rat bro, like, <laughs> yes. uh, very preppy. Um, you know, your polos, your khakis, your bedazzled <laughs> butt pocket, low rise. It's like the epitome the of the 2000s. Jeans. Oh, yeah. midriff, you know, tank tops, tank tops, layers. Yeah, like, <laughs> very, very yeah. 2004. Yes. <laughs> Now, I, so before I watched this documentary, I had, like, mentioned in passing to Joe, I was like, I actually kind of wanted to watch this documentary, but I really felt like I didn't want to feel bad about myself, yeah. so I decided I wasn't going to watch it today. And <laughs> he's like, that. he's like, what do you mean feel bad about yourself, Abercrombie? Like, I, he's like, I used to shop there when I was, like, younger, and he's like, maybe it was more like Hollister, though. I was like, same company, yeah, though. Same, yeah. Abercrombie, Hollister, we're under the same umbrella. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, he's like, yeah, I used to shop there all the time. I was like, oh. Like, kind of like. Like, you don't understand you that don't, at all because you were included. Yeah, you were included. It, you were an inclusive group. I was You're, the ex yeah. excluded. Yeah, I told him, I was like, I maybe went in there maybe once or twice. The only times that I went inside that store was because I had a skinny friend with me who could fit into their clothing and wanted to shop there. Yeah. And See, the only time I went in, I like popped my head in and I'm like, this is sketch as fuck. And then I like, <laughs> out. right. I didn't even like look at the clothes. I was like, this is fucking and, weird. And, yeah. And when I did go in there, like, I was like, people gave me dirty looks and like completely ignored me. And I just hated the way that I felt and hated yeah. the way that I looked inside that store. I did not belong there. Yeah. I didn't, they did not cater to my size. And so I knew right off the bat that I didn't want to go inside that store. Yeah. <laughs> and leaving, I knew that I never wanted to go back into that store. Yeah. It's like torture. It, it really was. Anyway, so that was like my personal experience with Abercrombie Fitch. Yeah. I was part of the excluded group. I was not catered to at that store, so therefore I did not shop at that store. Yeah. But it was a very popular store with the young, skinny, blonde people of, yeah. the, of the world. White, blonde people. White, blonde people yes. of the world. Um, and so I finally <laughs> was feeling good about myself <laughs> enough. Watch the I know it's so ridiculous for me to say that out loud, but like, like, like that's no, I was the, brave enough. That's the impact that there. that story had on me yeah. as a kid. Like yeah. 
there were very few places that I could go to at the mall and find, and something. find something for me. Yeah. And like I I would didn't appreciate mall life like I should have because mm-hmm. of my size. And now that's a different story, right. which I love. Yeah. I love that for people who are now 15, 16, 17, who can go to a mall and shop at other places. And feel included. And find and feel things included for them. And find things for themselves. Whereas I couldn't do that 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So love where we've come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so one day I was feeling really good about myself, so I decided to watch this documentary. Yay. And did it just crumble? Like, did it crush you or did it make you feel better? It <laughs> made like, me feel better because yeah, I felt like understand. really, I understood. And like having my background mm. in retail, yeah. I was like, I understand this language. Yes. Kind of like I understand this world. Yes. Um, anyway, so Abercrombie hired people based on how attractive they were. Right. They had a handbook. A handbook. I can't believe it was like written down. It was written down of the people and the aesthetic that the company wanted. Yeah. They wanted people who were well-groomed, who had (laughs) nice groomed hair. Dreadlocks were not allowed. Boys and men could not wear jewelry but women could wear delicate jewelry like these were like the criteria and things to look for while you went and recruited hot people to work basically they want you to be a mannequin yeah yeah no and they even mentioned in the documentary that they called their employees models Mm -hmm. because then they could hold their employees to the model standard yeah damn uh yeah (laughs) So, um, and I heard, you know, they have, like, um, interviews with people who used to work for Abercrombie, who are, like, people of color, and their experiences while working for the company. And there was actually a massive lawsuit of, like, wrongful terminations um, that these people uh, presented to the company, which was ended up like being settled outside of court because <laughs> they wanted to like squash the You're company like, wanted to squash yeah, those rumors. Make it, make it quite as but like they purposefully chose people who were white yep. <laughs> to work at their storefront. Now they did hire people of color, but they, they were the <laughs> they weren't at the storefront. They worked in the back rooms. Yep. Doing the cleaning, unboxing boxes. Yep. And <laughs> working during the slow hours when there weren't people shopping around yeah. as much. It's like analogous of like slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. So the company, the CEO of the company was a man who actually bought, I have to get my notes out. Um, first off, the person who owned <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch um, was... Um, owned by Les Wexner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the former CEO bought the company from Les Wexner. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who Les Wexner is, you're probably never online. <laughs> 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 
Les Wexner is, he's basically known as the mall king, essentially. Yeah. He owns Victoria's Secret. He owns Express. He owns uh, Bath and Body Works. Like, he owns pretty much all retail businesses. Yeah. Um, he also is very close, was very close, um, and, like, best friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know what <laughs> happened to him. All the Epstein. <laughs> yes. So just have, like, that thought of your mind. Like, the former, former CEO, Les Wexner, owned Abercrombie and Fitch. So there's somebody else who was good friends with Les Wexner. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this kind of like good at all, you know, kind of like puts in your mind of like this the is management, the, the, owns the, the style yeah. of management, and in that uh, in that documentary, they talked a lot about how this CEO was very much involved on. On, like, all levels, he made all of the decisions. He would make surprise visits to the stores where they had to be completely flawless and perfect and clean (laughs) in the way that they looked. (laughs) And this is what I was thinking of when I was, like, watching this. I was like... This is the same environment. Yeah. This is insane. This is crazy. (laughs) Um... Which, by the way, I'm very surprised that Blue hired me in the first place because of the way that I looked. I yeah. did not think that they would. Right. But I also think that they treated me very different to the point where I wanted to leave. Yeah. Anyway, they that aside. You. Uh, yes. That aside, um, <laughs> they, um, the store managers of this company um, had to... Um, rank their employees based on how attractive they were. And if they weren't, they would pull them off the schedule until they quit. <laughs> like, super crazy. It's like, not insanity at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I totally just realized what time it was. That's okay. <laughs> we do gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Um, but yeah, if you feel like you're working in a toxic environment, yeah. if there is a way... A hotline to call, call it. Um, speak to your immediate um, or general manager yeah. of your location. Um, get the HR representative's phone number. Um, so those things can be squashed and you can feel like you're working in a safe environment. Yeah. Know what to tell if it's toxic or if it's just somebody venting. Right. <laughs> right. Know what information you can share with other people and don't feel like you have to be liked to be included. Yeah. Um, and if you feel like you are still unsafe and being excluded, then it's probably best for you to cut ties and find a place where yeah. you do feel comfortable and safe to work. Exactly. Everyone should have a place where you can go and make your living, your career, the most of the time that you're spending in your life. Yeah. And feel safe. Safe. And included. Period. And loved. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, we love all of you guys. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It, it is we'll rushed, but we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>